Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. My name again is Jeffrey Davis. I am the host of Radio Entrepreneurs, also CEO, founder of Mage LLC, management consulting firm to leadership and entrepreneurs since 1985. And uh, I'm really excited that, uh, you know, we have a partnership with FEI Financial Executives International, which means my co-host today is the one and the only Evan Macedo, VP of Finance and Operations at Sapers and Wallet. Welcome back, Evan. Thank you, Jeffrey. It is a pleasure to be here representing our great company as well as FEI. Great. And, uh, you know, someone you and I are both familiar with, you a lot more than I am, our guest today is going to be Holly Knight, Director of Retirement and Outcomes at Sapers and Wallach. And today we're going to be talking about a topic I deal with a lot in it from a different perspective, financial wellness for women investing, because this is, and it should be always, I think, National Women's History Month. So uh, welcome, Holly. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So uh, I don't know which uh, topic you wanted to address first, the, the, this is the month of Women's History Month or this whole wellness for women's investing. You know, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, well, we can start in either spot. Um, I, you know, Safers and Wallach has really spent a lot of time and energy, you know, um, supporting uh, different initiatives. Um, and obviously women uh, and investing is, is a big one for us. Safers and Wallach, it's a comprehensive financial firm for those who don't know, and we're based in Newton, Mass. Um, and we service individuals, business owners and executives, and we've been doing it since 1932. So that's almost 90 years. Um, and that's through change management, market volatility, unforeseen challenges, um, and our collective ability to follow that golden rule. Uh, I think Stephen Covey is the one who kind of coined it, but it's seek first to understand, then to be understood. And that's kind of the, the crux of what we do at Sapers and Wallach. So, um, you know, that's, uh, it, it's a fantastic firm to work for. And on top of that, uh, this fantastic firm is led by a female CEO. So in an industry that is dominated by men, um, you know, I feel really, really fortunate and humbled to be able to work for a firm that not only is the, the leadership by a woman, but a woman in this industry um, and has been able to, you know, kind of champion these causes for the past 90 years. So it's really, really exciting. Um, so my role at Sapers and Wallach, for those of you who don't know me, I am the Director of Retirement Outcomes. Um, I think my title is kind of self-explanatory, you know, in the context of the conversation today, but I think of myself more as a, a financial therapist, I would say, or a behavioral finance educator. Um, my job is to present learning opportunities that align with an individual's goals, their needs, their risk tolerance, timeframes, um, and things like that. And then understanding the foundation of those decisions and why they make those decisions that they make. Um, and when it comes to women, especially, this is really critical to uh, the success in achieving financial goals. And Holly, I want to jump in for a second. Uh, you know, I know you are on these video Zoom calls all day, almost every day, interviewing uh, men and women from all the different uh, companies that we do work with to give them financial advice. I, and, you know, one question that I wanted to ask you is what is the biggest difference uh, in your discussions when you're talking about financial wellness between women and men? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So, you know, there are several factors that are play when we discuss the differences and, and how and why we should communicate financial information a little differently. 
Um, but women are typically, now I'm gonna do a lot of broad stroking here because not everybody falls really neatly into these little pre-designed you know, designed boxes. But typically speaking, women are more emotional when it comes to decision-making. And our money story or our money why that we develop by the age of seven absolutely impacts how we make future financial decisions. So understanding the behavioral finance and how it applies to a woman's decision-making is critically important to understand as an advisor helping to uh, get that person to reaching their goals. Uh, secondly, uh, a difference between men and women, women tend to be more life goal focused as opposed to men who are typically more returns focused, right? They like the charts and the graphs. Um, and yet our industry is still explains financial topics with charts and graphs and industry lingo that's confusing and intimidating for a lot of women. And yet women make up 51% of the population. So it's, you know, changing how we have these conversations with women is really critically important in order for them to gain the understanding and knowledge that they need to make the right decisions for themselves. And then the last point I wanted to make is that we just approach risk differently. You know, women are less likely to take on more risk as men. Um, and with less, less risk, that means they need to save more or, or save longer to achieve those goals. So, um, you know, that's, that's something that we need to be aware of as well. Well, uh, you know, Holly, I have a couple of questions and I do sure. agree with most of your insights. Uh, one, uh, I have found, again, I'm a different gender, gender than you. So when we're dealing with women, we probably get a different reaction. Mm -hmm. But I find that women, uh, and I've read about this as well, they're more willing to talk about money than men are. Men are much more secretive about money. Do you find that as well? I do. I do find that, but with a caveat. Um, typically speaking, you know, when I sit down with women, uh, you know, they, I always get the same questions over and over again. And but those questions are typically not what they're really asking. Uh, they don't really know what they're asking some of the time. And some of the time it's because they have fear, they have, a sh you know, they're ashamed or they feel, uh, you know, not as intelligent or smart because they don't know this information. So it, it, it tends to be that you have to kind of break down that wall and build some trust before you can actually have those in-depth conversations. Once you have the trust, I agree with you. Women, they will open up and we will talk about money um, and we help kind of empower each other and support each other in that way. Well, you brought different. up uh, my second point before we let Evan take over everything. And that was the whole fear factor. And, you know, I, you know, in dealing with a lot with entrepreneurs, uh, I find a lot of female spouses uh, are in the dark financially and they're scared to ask or the other side is not, doesn't want them to ask because they want control. And so this lack of control is not healthy for them and trying to get them to want to get more involved and be a full partner is more important. It's easier for me to convince men to do that when the women are the financial dominant one. And so that's my other point that, you know, this fear factor really does play into all of it. And eventually it does catch up with people. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I said the statistic earlier, but we're looking at 51% of the population in the US is female, 38% of primary breadwinners are women. Uh, and then you look at 90 What was that second number? Did you say 58? 38% of primary household breadwinners are women. And then 90% of all women at some point in their lives will be solely responsible for their own or their family's finances for the points that you mentioned earlier. We're seeing a huge generational uh, transfer of wealth happening over the next decade or two. And women are kind of set to do a lot of that inheriting. 
and yet they aren't as well versed in the financial aspects of their life because their spouse did it. And there's a lot of variable reasons or various reasons for why that is. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a concern. And the problem is, you know, if you haven't been involved with it, even at the basic knowledge level, then when something happens, whether it's, you know, you go through a, a spouse or a partner dying or whether you go through a divorce, suddenly you are in a situation where you have to understand it and learn it and you're doing it in a stressful situation. Um, and that can cause a lot of, you know, that just exasperates the fear that we're already feeling about it. So it's really important to kind of tackle some of these topics and, and uh, questions and concerns before we get to that point of, of really needing the help. Wow. Evan, I, I know we've dominated the time and I apologize. I'm wondering if you have a couple of questions before we, we finish the segment. Absolutely, Jeff. Um, you know, uh, speaking about tackling topics, uh, you know, one question I wanted to ask you was, what is, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges uh, for women that women will be facing financially over this next decade? Well, you know, I, I just gave you some statistics, um, you know, but the, the biggest one is that 90% of women are going to be in control of the majority of the wealth in this country over the next couple of decades. And yet, you know, I always ask this question. I find it it's fascinating to me. I'm a behavioral scientist and I, I love to understand with, and I'd say that with no judgment. This is about really understanding why people make the decisions that they make. And I always ask this in, in education sessions, you know, I'll say, okay, how many of you in the room, are, you know, are contributing to your retirement plan, whether it's your 403B or your 401k, you know, and, and I get the majority of hands that come up in the air. And then the next question is, I ask, um, how many of you see yourselves as investors? The women who have raised their hand to say that they, you know, are contributing to their, to their retirement and out of every paycheck are also the ones that put their hand down when asked if they're investors. So understanding that, you know, you are an investor just because you're putting into a target date fund and maybe you're not actively involved doesn't mean that you're not investing. Investing comes in a lot of shapes and sizes. And I think that's really important for women to understand. You don't have to be a day trader to be an investor. And that is kind of the mentality that a lot of women, you know, seem to have. Um, you know, a decade ago, women were outliving spouses by seven years. I think, and that number's gone up a little since then. Um, and at the same time, we were still earning considerably less than men. You know, back then, 10 years ago, it was 65 cents to every dollar. Today, it's more about 80 to 81 cents. So there's still a gap and um, we still have work to do as far as the, the pay gap is concerned. Um, but so that, that is an issue that, that women are thinking about and you know, they've taken time out to either raise families or, or, or take care of elderly parents or you know, different things like that. If you couple that with the divorce rate and the fact that women are still the ones taking the breaks and they're still the ones caring for aging children um, and that 90% of them are gonna be in control of the wealth it, to me, it, it seems like a critical time that, uh, and, and a critical need to really make sure that women understand what they're doing, understand you know, uh, what those investment strategies look like, and um, you know, kind of lining up those goals with, with those strategies. Well, you know, it's clearly a time of great social change. There's a lot of uh, movements pulling one way, pulling back another way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I like to be an optimist and like to think that that gap, that gap that's down to let's 17% eventually will be wiped away very quickly uh, because we're all people and we need to, you know, see things on a more equal playing field. But not everybody wants it that way. 
but I'm totally in support of what you're saying. And uh, the strong, you know, we said this before the segment, I talked about it, the stronger the woman, I think the better we all are uh, because of that. And I, I really believe that. I know Evan does as well. Both Evan and I pursue that personally and professionally. But uh, Holly, if someone wants to get hold of you and learn more about these topics, how would they find you? Uh, well, probably the easiest way to find us is just to go to our website, which is uh, staples-wallock.com. Uh, you can find out more information about all of the different, uh, you know, the different ways that we service clients. Um, and you can also find our contact information. Uh, my email address is h, as in Holly, knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, at staples-wallock.com. So you can uh, email me directly as well. And I'm happy to uh, have a conversation with you or set up a time for a consultation um, if you'd like. I know you're always very helpful. Evan, uh, my partner from FEI, Financial Executives International, uh, how do people find you? Uh, well, uh, easiest way to do it, I'm also, you know, a Sapers and Wallach, so you can just go to our website, www.sapersandwallach.com. I also want to give a, a big shout out to FEI, uh, one of Boston's premier financial uh, senior level to mid-level uh, financial networking groups. And if you want to check out FEI, there's all kinds of great events going on and resources, uh, as well as a wonderful membership base. And you can find us at feiboston.org. Oh, great, Evan. Thanks a lot. And I look forward to speaking to you again. Uh, Holly, always great having you on the show. You have to come more often. Great topics. Remind everybody, my name is Jeffrey Davis. This is Radio Entrepreneurs.